Praise the Lord. Turn to the 40th Psalm tonight. I thought about going to Ephesians or Philippians. I've, I've preached there many times and what comes to my mind at the end of the year or the beginning of the year is where Paul says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I, I guess I've... Those are some of my favorite verses, and I've probably preached from there about 13 or 14 times, 13 or 14 different messages, and I almost made it number 15 tonight. But, but in the 40th Psalm, David writes, I waited patiently for the Lord, and He inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up also out of an horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my goings. And he hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it, and fear, and shall trust in the Lord. As we close this year tonight, and go into a new year tomorrow, what, what better things can we share than what we see here by way of a new start, a new stand, and a new song? We see that testimony in what David is saying here. And, and David is reflecting on what the Lord has done for him. How, how about... We do that. How, how about we've been doing that, haven't we? We've, we've, we've looked back. We, we can't live in the past. We can't go forward with our head behind us. But it's good to glance back and to see what God has done. Do you have a testimony of what the Lord has done personally in your life? Because He is a personal God. The God of the universe is a personal Lord and Savior for every single person who comes to Him. David has reflected on what the Lord has done for him. We can consider what the Lord has done for us, and we can consider what the Lord will do for us what He shall do for us, what someone may need done tonight in their lives. In verse 1, we see a new start here. And, and David writes of waiting patiently for the Lord. And, and the Lord inclined to him. The Lord heard him as he cried out to the Lord. When David says, I waited patiently. You know, there's some things for us to be persistent in. But I tell you what, in our relationship with the Lord, there's some things to be patient in. Because God still has His perfect timing. He still does things according to His watch. David cried. 
And then he waited patiently. That phrase means that he held on strongly. He sounded out, and then we see that he said it out. I worked with a guy one time, and, and he didn't pay his ticket he got. And a warrant, there was a warrant for his arrest. And I said, what are, you, what are you going to do about it? He said, I'm just going to go set it out. I had no idea what he's talking about. He was going to go set it out in jail because he wasn't able to pay for it. Well, well, David sounded out. He cried to the Lord. And now he sets it out. There's something to be said for waiting patiently. There was a couple who... They, they were going to travel by airplane, and they, they went to the airport, and they were the first ones there, you know, ready to go. And, and all of a sudden, people started coming in, and their names started getting called, and they started going down the jetway to get on the plane. And this couple who was there first, they were, they were sitting and getting a little fussy, and they were complaining a bit. And finally, last, they were the last ones to have their name called. And they, when they went down the jetway fretting and with frowns on their face, they did so just to hear the words, you have been upgraded to first class. You know, it's pretty good to wait on things sometimes. It's always good to wait upon the Lord. That, that word wait, it has to do with trusting the Lord. We need to wait upon the Lord. It's a very anxious day that we live in today. People are anxious for a change. People are anxious for a, a new start, for something exciting to happen, for a situation to improve. But that needs to be traded in for trust. We need to trust in the Lord. We need to sound it out and we need to set it out. God still operates according to perfect timing. Cry out to the Lord and then wait patiently. Draw nigh unto God and He will draw nigh unto you. It's a, once, you once you cry it out to God... You can, you can trust that He hears you. You can trust that He has it and that He has inclined Himself unto you. David cried unto the Lord and the Lord inclined unto him. The Lord extended and stretched to His child in need. He heard him. He heard David. And He hears you. He hears you when you call out to Him. God hears the request of His children and He understands the need. He already knows what we need before we even tell Him. To tell Him is for our benefit. It's time to, to lay it out there with the Lord. He, know, he knows what's going on inside. He can read us like a book. We need to let it out, and we need to lay it out before the Lord. Whatever it is, just as David did. That's, that's not to say it's always easy, though. As I thought about saying that, we need to lay this out before the Lord, I, I really tried to get real in that, in, in my thoughts of it. And you know, sometimes it's just not so easy. Sometimes we don't know the words to say. Sometimes we 
for whatever reason we may not even know, but we're holding back. You know, if we just burst out in a cry to the Lord, the Holy Spirit is communicating the perfect request to God for us. Cry out to God, even if it's a sound and not even a word. He knows the hearts. He understands the need. And the Spirit makes the perfect intercession on our behalf to God. Maybe it's something that's been building up as great a year as we've had. Maybe there's something that's building up within someone, even tonight. Maybe it's been a long time coming. Maybe many different things have been tried. And then what it is that we need to do is we simply need to cry out to God about our burden. Cry out to God about what has maybe been hindering someone in some way. Something that is trying to create bitterness, we've let it grow. We need to cry out to God over these things. It's time for someone to cry out to God and, and to wait with patience upon the Lord. We, people want instant gratification today. They, they want the return right here, right now, this second, and this time. Cry out to the Lord and, and you can trust Him. And, and trusting Him will help you and I to wait patiently on Him. I tell you what, what I'm talking about here, it, it could be the new start for someone tonight. We all need a new start at some point in time. We all get to a place where we need that. We all need a fresh start. And be sure of this. When we cry out to the Lord, the Lord will surely lean toward us. The Lord is, He's ready. He's absolutely ready for anything you have to bring to Him or anything I have to talk to Him about. All you have to do is tell Him and trust Him and trust His timing. Trust that, he, that, that, that our time is now, but His time is the perfect time. And wait in peace on that issue and... He'll give you a new start. That, that's where a new start happens, and, it, and it'll move on to a new stand. Verse 2, He brought me up also, also out of an horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock. The miry clay of this world. It's, it's just not easy to, to walk around in the slippery, slimy mud. My cousin once let me ride her four-wheeler, her three-wheeler. Big difference in a four-wheeler and a three-wheeler. I didn't even know about four-wheelers, but I got on that three-wheeler. I, I was about 12, and she was in her 30s. She's almost like a mom to me. And anyway, uh, she said, you can ride it, Ken, but, but don't ride it down by the pond. And just as soon as I got out of sight, I went down by the pond. And I was riding on the side of the pond. It, it, was, it was uneasy. It was unlevel. It was muddy. It was slippery. And next thing you know, I am, and my back is impacted in the mud. I'm looking at the sky, and I have a three-wheeler on top of me. I needed help. 
I needed to be delivered. I was stuck in a tight place and I needed someone to come to my rescue. You know, we find ourselves in a horrible pit in life. We find ourselves in the miry clay. We, we can't avoid it. And we need to be delivered. Look, we all lose our footing in this world some way, somehow, uh, from time to time. And we just can't get a grip. And we need to be picked up. We need to be delivered. David surely had some difficult years that he went through in, in his life in that pit, in that horrible pit. You know, we, we've spent some time there too. Whether it was self-inflicted or whether it, it just came down on upon us from this fallen world. And sometimes we've been left there a little while. But you know, it's made us worth something. God doesn't waste any time. And there, He'll bring value out of everything that we go through. You know, how can we help another who's in the pit of despair, who's in that horrible pit, if we haven't had an issue or two there ourselves? I'm not saying that we need to be able to be everything to everybody and experience everything everybody does. But we've all been in the pit one way or another. And, and someone needs hope when they're down in that pit, when they're down in the miry clay. And the Lord stands us up. The Lord raises us up. And we're able to give hope to someone else. The God of second, third, and fourth chances. The God who raises us up out of that pit and gives us a new stand. We might be there a while, but let us be sure of this. The Lord's not going to leave us there. He's going to leave us there as, as, as long as He gets us to a place of a certain usefulness. And then when we can't lift a finger, He is going to lift us up. And He is going to give us a new stand. The slippery slopes of the mud and the miry clay can definitely be a trying, testing time. And though it's not wasted, it sure is nice to have our feet set upon a rock. You know, we've been here, we've been there, we cry out to the Lord, and in His timing, He gives us sure footing. And we are standing upon that rock. What a firm foundation the Lord Jesus is. What a firm foundation that our Lord is for us personally. We have a foundation in Him. The song says, I'm standing on the rock of ages, safe from every storm that rages, rich but not from Satan's wages. I'm standing on the solid rock. Isn't that one? You know what? There's no religion. There's no science. There's no foolish thoughts of, of the afterlife of this world. Nothing can compare to Jesus. There is a, he stands alone. Believing in Jesus stands alone. It is the truth. And if, and if you have slipped, you can get 
sure footing again. He will stand you up. There is a new stand for the child of God. Not, not saying literally just to stand and never move again. Look what we continue to see in that second verse. He set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. The Lord not only wants us to stand on Him as our solid rock, but He wants us to walk in Him. He wants, he wants us to keep on keeping on. God wants to keep us moving. He wants to keep us serving Him. The Bible says to walk in the Spirit. The Bible says to walk in the light. The Bible says to walk by faith. Don't stop moving and keeping on for the Lord. No matter what you face, obstacles are coming. We're warned and we're told that obstacles are coming. There, that is never a reason to stop. That is never a reason to faint. That is never a reason to let weariness overcome us at all. We've got to keep on keeping on. He establishes our goings. He wants to keep us going for Him. One foot To walk is one foot in front of another, walking in the Spirit, walking in the light, keeping on for the Lord. But, but how will we walk? Because we can have perfect attendance to the house of God. We can be involved in things. We can have things become like a, a tradition or a routine to us, and we can look like we're doing what we need to be doing. We need to walk, but how? How are we going to walk? What does it say about how we will walk? Because, because not only is there a new start, and not only is there a new stand, but look with me in verse 3 at a new song. And he hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. David shouted out, he cried, then he sat it out, he waited patiently, and now David's singing it out. You know, we stay in this same old body, in this same old world, as long as we are here, but the Lord gives us a freshness of life, if you will. He, the Lord gives a second wind. Mandy, when you're watching sports, can't you just see it when somebody gets a second wind? Spiritually speaking, the Lord gives His children a second wind, a fire in our bones. It's, it's waiting for us if, if we're not there right now. A new song in our hearts. All of us can't sing the same. But we can all have this same song in our heart. One preacher said of these verses, God brings you up, God stands you up, and then God tunes you up. The latter here, it overlaps into an attitude. I say, how are we walking? How are we doing in serving the Lord? And, and this song in our heart would speak of an attitude. The definition of an attitude is a pattern of thinking developed over a period of time. Oh man, what can happen to that? 
you know, the world and, and every, there, there are so many things trying to come against the attitude that Christ gives us. And it's trying to chip away at it. But God gives us a new song to be playing in our hearts. Everyone needs a new attitude every now and then. What, what do we say? We need an attitude adjustment. Sometimes we all need that. And the Lord gives that. He has one for us. A good one. And it will have us to give praise to God. Our words, what we speak, will be praise to God. This person's doing this. This person's trying to do that. That's trying to distract me. But a new song in our heart, we're giving praise to God with it. That's what He does. Why does He do this? Why does He give us a new start and a new stand and a new song? Well, we can say it makes us feel pretty good and we like it. We, we like having the joy of the Lord. We like being a, a happy people. But, and, and the Lord loves for us to be holy and, and joyful. But primarily, we see a reason why God has a new start for us. Why there's a new stand and a new song. And we see it at the end of verse 3. Many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. All of these things that the Lord does for us, it, it helps our individual Christian life. No doubt about it. It'll bring unity and harmony in the church when our lives are this way. That's good. But let us consider our everyday witness to the lost souls out there that need to be saved. Did you, did you read that with me? Many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. Many shall see what God does with this second wind, this new start He gives us, this new stand, this new song. Many will see it and trust in the Lord. Can you relate to that? When you were unsaved, did you see somebody that had something that you don't have? Did you wonder what it was? Did somebody drag you up to church and you started seeing something in somebody's life and you thought, I want that? Many shall see it and shall fear and shall trust in the Lord. Amen. This is God, what God does in us. He does it because He loves us, but He does it for His glory, that He might be glorified, that something might come out of it for God. And we need to look like the life we're offering to others. See what God's doing? Okay, we need to look like what we're offering them. Alright? We need to love like what we're offering others. And we need to live like what we're offering others. And this is the restoring. This is the setting up. This is the bringing up. This is the standing up that God is doing. This is the reason. This is God's glorifying reason for giving us a first, second, third, and fourth, and fifth chance over and over. The second wind that He gives. This is why God gives second chances to us. This is why when we slip, when we cry out to God, He will raise us up and set our feet again. This is why we can have a new start even tonight. And it, and it may be, you know, we talk about New Year's resolutions. Nothing wrong with that. A good calendar date to, to mark things. But it may be that someone needs to cry out to God tonight. Let it go. 
It, it, if that's someone here tonight, there's something that has been hindering you. There's something that's been holding you back in some way. And you need to cry out to the Lord. Maybe, maybe you already have. Or maybe you're going to do that tonight. And let me add to that. Wait patiently upon the Lord. He is trustworthy. He is faithful. Please know that He hears you. He's inclining His ear to your heart right now. If God is moving in your heart and, and, and God's Word is speaking to you right now, he, he's, he's, he's reading your heart. And He just wants you to cry out to Him. And wait patiently. Let us trust Him for a new start, a new stand, and a new song. That's what He does in the lives of His children. How joyful a people He has designed things for our lives to be. And I just want to say this before we close. I was thinking we wouldn't have an invitation tonight, but, but let's do so. Let, let's, give, let's give that time for anyone's heart. You, you may be here tonight and, and you may say, well, Brother Kenneth, I, that, that's a nice thought of a new start, but I need a first start. I have never trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior. You talk about this Christian life, Brother Kenneth, and I, my life has never changed. And, and that's, that's quite a concerning thing to deal with. Because if your religion has never changed your life, you need to change your religion. And I just want to tell you tonight that there's one true religion, and it's very simple. It's Jesus Christ. It's all about Jesus Christ. It's what He did for us. Trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and He will save you right now. And the weight and the burden of all your sins are lifted. One person was saved, and the way they just kind of said it was, when I went outside... I knew what those birds were singing. There's a change that happens in our lives when He lifts our sin burden from us and He comes to live within and He gives us assurance of heaven. We're going to bow to the Lord now and, and this, is, this is a time for you. This is scriptural. There, were, there was an invitation in the Bible after the preaching of God's Word and thousands of souls saved, by the way. And, and if there's one here tonight who would be saved... That's worth it, and all God's people will rejoice, and you will never regret it. Let us pray. Almighty Father, Lord, glorify Yourself tonight. Magnify Your Son. Lord, we praise You for Your Word. We praise You for the strength that You've given this church. We thank You for the guidance that You've given this church and the, the vision You give us, Lord, to, to move forward and to serve You. We love You tonight. We thank You for Your Word. We thank You for a new start, Lord. We thank You for forgiveness. We thank You for seeing our need, Lord. We thank You for us being able to stand upon the most secure foundation that is everlasting, that we could ever have. We, we want no more after being able to stand on the solid rock of Your Son, Jesus Christ. We thank You for a new song in our heart. And Lord... Everything that speaks of, dear God, is there someone who is your child here tonight and they need that? 
They need that refreshing. They need that personal encouragement right in the center of their heart from you this evening. And I pray that you bless them, that you open their heart, and you give them everything they're in need of, and you show them your goodness and your love, and you show them how to keep on. You show them how to not faint and to not be weary. And Lord, show somebody your salvation tonight who does not know you as Lord and Savior, and save them, Lord. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. If everyone could please stand up this evening for a time of invitation.